sometimes that is better. Welcome to a very special Saturday edition of Give Me Back My Horror Movies. Charlie, we had an incredible interview. Oh, we did. I was just I was just sitting here thinking if someone's not listening on a Saturday, they're gonna be really confused. Yeah, they're gonna be, but this episode drops on a Saturday, so now that now they know. Barring technical difficulties, yes, yes, it will drop on a Saturday. Only allowed to listen to this episode on a Saturday now. Do I have to put that in the show notes? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh. I don't want to go that far. No. <laughs> I don't know how we how do we police that? I don't think we can. I don't think we can. I don't there's no button for me to click in, you know, Podbean for that. Silly. Know. Where are we at now? What are we doing? Yeah, we did we did an amazing interview. Jim Ojala on the show. Yes. Who is a practical effects wizard. And Charlie, how did we get in touch with Jim? Well, because of our super detective work, when a movie trailer for Crabs dropped and Pete sent it to the entire network yelling at us, we must find these people. We found the director, Pierce Barrelsheimer. If I mess that up, Pierce, please don't be mad at me. And we all I found uh, Jim Ojala's Instagram, who I found out did the uh, special effect. So Sludge over at Monster Movie Stomp Down got in touch with the director of Crabs Pierce. And we did a interview over there and I got to sit in on it because Mark wasn't able to. So I, I got to see the screener. I've already seen the movie. And we asked Pierce about the person that did all the special effects. And then asked if he would put us in touch with him, which uh, he did. And I I think I did a post or something about the interview, wasn't it, Nate? Yeah, and then I tagged Jim in a comment of, like, he should come on to our show. And we were lucky, and he agreed. Now, we go into the interview, and we cover just a little bit of his work. The man has done close to 100 different movies, music videos, short films. We're talking Hellboy uh, 2. We are talking X-Men Last Stand. Yeah, I mean, like, uh he did stuff on True Blood, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. This guy has been around. He knows what he's doing. He is fantastic at what he does. And he got his start at Trauma on uh, what is it? Toxic Avenger 4? Yeah, Toxic, Toxic Avenger yeah. 4 is where he got to start. We had some technical difficulties with this interview, and we lost everything that came about with his internship with uh, Lloyd Kaufman at Troma and how he got to start. But the man's got an incredible story, and he recently did his own movie, Strange Nature, that we talk about as well, where he was yeah. the writer, the director, the special effects guy. I mean, the man does it all. When Nate says everything, we lost about eight minutes of the conversation. So we get a real quick overview of, we asked the general question, how'd you get started? So we got his internship talk of being at uh, Lloyd Kaufman's, you know, through trauma. 
everything else was fine though. We, you know, we had some connectivity issues, but we felt like we should tell you this part because we didn't want you to be like, why didn't you ask him this question? We did. And unfortunately <laughs> and it, went away. <laughs> it went away, but the good thing is he has done other interviews and he does talk about his time uh, on, you know, even his early, early stuff on one of those public access television shows. So it's out there if you want to see it. But what we got from him, I feel, was a little bit more deeper into some more specifics. And, yeah, we could have talked for three hours with him, but he had an event that you will hear about in the in the interview that he had to be at that night, and Nate was already fanboying about that. Yeah, we had to pull me away. I was having yeah, too much fun. These two hit it off really fast, so it it's really awesome. Um, again, the interview is fantastic. One minor hiccup, we lost a little bit, but you won't notice it in the in the interview. We just felt yeah. like we should let you know we. Did. This man fits perfectly into our throwback of movies the DIY attitude and just supporting independent movies. Absolutely. He was a blast. Yeah. While, whilst he's worked on big budget movies, he also wants to make his own stuff. And, you know, strange nature is a passion project that he did himself. So he is independent. You know, it is his own design studio. Uh, he just had an amazing uh, costume done for Comic-Con. Yeah, for just... the IGN uh, website, which yeah. he teased us for in this interview, but we did it, you know, a few weeks back, and we didn't even know what it was going to be. So go over to his uh, Instagram page, Ojawa FX. O J A L A F X. Um, but yeah, uh, so we did talk about some stuff. This episode does, did come out after comic-con but like i said you can go check all that stuff out on instagram and it's a um, dude does amazing work period um so i don't know they'll hear everything in this interview i guess nate so yep, that's uh, it all right man before we uh, get this thing going let's drop a real quick commercial what do you say let's do it we'll be back following these messages just how drunk are we gonna Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, Hear me. kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! 
Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trivia. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like the underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movie Stopdown. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview, trivia, laughs, and of course me, Stompy. And from Hey, this is the one-man gold mine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, yeah. I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more you know i want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night and just jeff dogs don't like <laughs> talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting so if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers actors prioritized their mental health became entrepreneurs avoided burnout or got into scare acting you need to go check out i know you hear me and tales from the haunt available on all podcasting platforms and i know you hear me Welcome back. All right. And without further ado, here's our interview with Jim Ojala. All right, everybody. Time for our very special interview this episode. Uh, Nate and I are sitting with Jim Ojala, special effects extraordinaire, if I may. Um, Won't you say hello to the people, Jim? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Uh, I'm very psyched. Yeah, so um thank you Jim for o- responding to my Instagram comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we also had a little bit of inside track. So as if you guys listen to our other network show, The Monster Movie Stomp Down, we interviewed uh Pierce and I'm not going to mess up his last name. I'm just going to say the director of Crabs. Jim's laughing cuz he's like, "Yeah, I know. It's like yeah. Beer's Holes or something we're like, like that." We're like <laughs> That a, is that a real name? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think he gets asked that all the time because it's like either how do you pronounce it or is it real? I'm exactly. not 100% sure. You're like, yeah, is this like Burgermeister Meisterburger or is this like a real name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we had interviewed uh, Pierce and it was, you know, Crabs is a giant kaiju monster movie with a bunch of little crabs running around, some spectacular practical special effects. So we asked Pierce about who did it, and he put us in contact with Jim through Instagram and just kind of worked out that we were like, hey, we want to talk more to this guy, a little bit about crabs, but more about Jim's history, you know, some of his movies. He, you've, you've got one hell of a uh, IMDb a hell of a resume, there. yeah. but also that's... there was uh, two movies that was on that resume that made me go, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, and then I, like, fangirled out. Oh, uh, says a lot for Nate. He fangirls over the littlest things. Yeah, but so. can I reveal it now? Because I'm so stoked to ask this. Sure. Go for it. What's it like to work with Glenn Danzig? 
Uh, <laughs> um, oh. and, and it's, 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 uh, it's every, it's kind of every emotion you could imagine, um, from the top to the bottom. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I was a massive misfits and Danzig fan growing up, Sam, oh, and the whole world. so, and it's like, and he, and he like requested me personally on Veronica. What? Yeah. Nice. So it was like, cause I, I produce the crazy thing, just going back, like, um, one of my first gigs in LA when I moved here from New York was, um, while I was working on Buffy, the vampire slayer and angel, a guy that I was working with was doing effects for a music video that Danzig was doing. And he was like, Hey, um, would you want to work on this? And I was like, Oh my God, like, yes. And, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be a PA, whatever production assistant intern, whatever. I just, you know, that, that would be awesome. And then he's like, Oh, actually he's looking for a producer. Um, yeah, you produce short films. You want to produce it? And I was just like, yeah. So like I produced the wicked pussycat video off of Danzig seven and I got to know. That is so awesome. And having meetings in his house, like back when he had like the haunted house with the bricks and everything. I get to the house and it was like, holy crap. Like, you like really live the deal. Like it's, it's like a Michael Myers house with boarded up windows, cobwebs everywhere. And like, and not theatrics. It was just like, really like that. I was like, whoa, and I'm this <laughs> book collection about like, you know, freaks and different weird occult stuff while he's in the making a sandwich in the kitchen. And it was just like, this is so surreal, you know? And then we're just having a meeting about the shot list and everything. And it was a trip. Did, did the wall did the walls bleed though? Because I hear he's a huge elevator bleed. where the blood just gets off on like the second floor. <laughs> it, it, like it's kept pretty dark in there, so I didn't see any bleeding walls. However, I did see oh. the actual stained glass window from Danzig Three, um, how the gods kill in the inset. Like the the actual stained glass window was in his house oh. from that album. And Are you crap. serious? That's so awesome. That I know what that is. Whoa, a Wolverine Pez dispenser. I know what that is. Like it, it was just uh, it was it was, <laughs> totally, it was totally cool. Um, and then flash forward all these years later, you, have you guys seen the the core the the TV show on uh, Shutter? Um, it's like a kind of a no. Horror I haven't movie. got Shutter. I've not. Yeah, no. Okay. If you get a chance, it's seriously, even if I had nothing to do with this show, it's like one of the best like horror movie talk shows ever done. It's, it's the show that Sweet. I wish was around when I was a kid. So I get brought into this show on Shudder to be like a co-host with the uh, in indie director, uh, Mickey Keating. He's the main host and I'm the mm -hmm. co-host. And then I come on every episode and like some crazy effect happens on, on, you know, uh, kind of surprising to one of the, the guests on the show. And then I come out and tell you how we did the effect, how we blew up Elijah Wood's head or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then I take you behind the scenes and show you like different ways you could do it and how it's been done on different budgets for different films, really cool stuff. Um, and how have I not seen this? It's, it's so good. It's so good. We have like yeah. amazing guests from, you know, Elijah Wood and Spectre Vision to um, uh, uh, we have the Soska sisters. Glenn Danzig was our last guest and we had yes. him on like and he does an amazing interview like you've never seen before about all of his influences. We I do an effect with Glenn and we're comparing blood recipes and he gives mine a thumbs up, which was cool. Um, <laughs> so this is all these years later and uh, we get reacquainted. And because of that experience, then he 
requested that I came in uh, for the, like the last day of filming on Veronica and did this big like throat slashing effect. Um, oh yeah, so nice. It's, uh, <laughs> it's but it's. I great. can't tell you how stoked I was when that movie finally came to digital because I never got to see it when it had like the very limited run. Oh, you got uh, I made see it in a live. I made a, a whole room full of my friends sit down and watch that with me. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "What the hell did you get me into?" <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's an acquired taste for sure. It um, is. I'm patiently waiting for Death Rider in the House of Vampires to come out. Um, yeah, we did a bunch of stuff. No, um, but it's it was crazy. playing in Columbus last year, but I missed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's also like a totally like nuts film. Um, but it's you know, it's Glenn is like such his own person that like he just like completely does his own thing. So it's like whether he's breaking filmmaking rules left and right, he doesn't care. It's it's just like it's, he's got a vision and you know everything else be damned um so which you know that it's you know it's cool that like he's totally sticking to his guns but also makes it very challenging for for other people and trying to figure out like what's in his head because he's got a vision but trying to figure out what that is so eventually i realized like okay okay this is one of those sets where i need to bring every day i have to bring all the bags of tricks and it's like, oh, how about this? Oh, how about this? Oh, oh, this? Oh, okay. oh, oh, we only have ten minutes to get this ready. Okay, then I'll do this. Uh, so it was, it was one of those where it is extremely challenging and exhausting, but um, had a lot of good times. I also uh, got to Fear is one of my favorite bands of all time, and Lee Ving, the lead singer of Fear, had a role in the movie, and I got to hang out behind the scenes like for a couple days with him, and just, just you know, just talk and ask him every question I ever wanted to know as a teenager. And it was just super That's cool, awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Nate, why did you start this interview at 11? I mean, this thing just went light speeded as soon as you said Danzig. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to watch the fireworks go, man. As this soon is as Jim <laughs> said, yes, I went, I am now one degree away from Glenn Danzig. <laughs> I have to take, a, I have to take this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm a Danzig fan, man. I grew up watching that stuff. I, I've always loved his things, but uh, no, I, I, I just, I, I, the, you got, everyone can't see the grin on Nate's face yeah, right now, <laughs> but then you see Jim light up like, Oh, I have stories for you. Yeah, I got someone to talk about punk rock with. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause that's the thing like, in you know, in a lot of our worlds, like, you know, everybody's a bunch of nerds. But they're like different kinds of nerds. Like, oh, okay, you're horror movie nerds. You're just effects nerds. Um, you know, how many of them can I talk about punk rock with? Like, I, I have to, you know, bring my girlfriend to all the shows because I, I don't know anybody else that's into good music hardly. So it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of tricky, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, but it fits perfectly. I mean, we do action, we do horror. What else fits perfectly? Metal, you know, the, the yeah. those type of music. And I mean, we've even had a death metal guy on the show before, so it just works with us. So why why wouldn't you be like we saw some of your filmography and a few of your uh, promo deals reels, and just uh -huh. seeing like, like Nate said, just seeing some of these like, holy shit, he worked with that guy. Holy shit, you worked with Slipknot. Holy shit, you did all, all this other stuff, and it's just like wow. So has there ever been like a time where a director has won something so crazy, but due to budget or just time constraints, you're like, this isn't going to be doable. Or has there ever been something that you've tried to make? And you're like, oh, like, I, I don't have the skills for this just yet. 
Um, I mean, l luckily, most of the, the projects that came my way, they kind of, they almost like sort of evolved with me, you know, like I would start out taking like gigs where there were like smaller, oh, like little cuts and bruises and, you know, different, different things, you know, simple gore gags, you know, bleeding knife, uh, you know, throat slashing, whatever. Um, and then it would kind of like, as I got more skilled, I just naturally was approached by more, you know, um, ambitious projects that kind of like, kind of built with me. Um, I mean, it's the, we, we try to always make sure that you, I mean, it's, you're a problem solver, you know? So yeah, I try to never say that's not possible because everything is possible depending on how you do it. Like I, I'll give like a variety of, of ways to do something on a budget where it's like, okay, you, uh, let's say you want, you want an exploding head of this actor. Okay. Well, it's going to be this much to life cast the actor, make a mold of his head, you know, run ahead and then do the explosives inside and everything. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we don't have the time or you don't have the budget for that. So I've got a variety of head molds. So why don't I just take a head that co fairly closely resembles the actor? We paint it to look like him. We give him the same color eyes. We give him the same kind of hairdo. And when it's on screen for a split second, it'll usually work. Or you may have to like fudge your angle a little more of a three quarter instead of directly on. And then it'll sell as that actor. That's a compromise right. the director has to make if you want that for your budget and timeline. Um, so it's, it's just, there's many ways to do things. When I was working on where the wild things are at Jim Henson's, you know, we built, I was on that for like six, seven months building those like, you know, seven foot creatures. It's amazing. Just like from oh, the story. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it was like my favorite book as a kid. So that was like yeah. the, that was yeah. to me, that was the best dream job I've ever had working on a studio film. And, uh, cause it was, it was, it, Henson's was such an amazing uh, atmosphere to be at. Um, everybody there was like top of their game, super cool. But all of those heads had were filled with like super extensive animatronics and servos and all these things to the point where they were pretty heavy. And once they got to Australia, the 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 studio, um, they basically just got like dudes <laughs> to be in the suits. They were not a lot of them were <laughs> professional, like suit performers. And uh, you know, not anybody can just do that. A lot of people think that oh, you can just throw any schmuck in a suit and he can be a monster. Not the case at all. I've seen no, a I lot know. of great actors buckle, like cr like literally on their on their knees crying because they can't handle it. So not well, anybody can think do the that the time that you're having to get put into the suit and then how hot it's going to be, how long you're working in it. There's a lot that people don't think about. That's why it's like, just like voice actors, you don't hire like just a regular old actor to exactly. be a voice actor. Like there's, these are specialties. These are crafts that everyone has. That's very talented in that has dedicated their life towards. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy that did the, the Krampus suit for the, the Krampus movie, but like that right. dude, is insane like the but the actor i can't remember his name that oh the actor i don't this because yeah. how giant Studios. his suit was and he's just using a little iphone to be able to see <laughs> right, <suit>. yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's it's in a lot of people are claustrophobic and that really gets to you i mean it can be um i, I had to do a i had to play a um like a 10 foot walrus 
up in the Andes mountains, um, in the, you know, in the winter, like up in the snowy Andes mountains years ago for like a Bridgestone tires commercial. And I had to be like <laughs> trucking and this thing probably weighed about 400 pounds. And I had to move it a little bit at a time through the snow and it's, and you can't hear anything and they're shouting directions and it's super exhausting. And then I started to see sinkholes that went down 20 feet deep and they wanted me to keep going across that. And I, I went to my walking. I'm like, tell the director, hell no, never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. If I fall, I'm just dead. By the time yeah, you that, get to yeah. me, I'm already dead. No yeah, way. 400 pounds is just going to crush you. Exactly. Oh, you know? So and at that like, point, be like, the what the, the hell do these tires have to do with anything? <laughs> exactly. And like, not that anybody's trying to be dangerous, but for the most part, everybody on set is preoccupied with getting the shot as fast as possible. So a lot of times you're on your own for your own safety. So it's, it's up to you to put your own foot down and be like, screw you, not going to happen. Let's figure this out. And in that case, they had to make, they had to get these metal planks to go and hide these metal planks all through the snow and then, and pack those down. So we knew those were safe. Then I could hike across the metal planks knowing I'm not going to fall in a 20 foot sinkhole. So it's, wow. uh, you, you, you never know what's, what you're going to get into, you know? Right. Um, That's amazing. But, uh, wow. but yeah, to, 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 so the point of that was that in Australia, these guys weren't, a lot of them weren't trained suit actors, so they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle the weight of those heavy heads. So they had to gut all of those expensive animatronics out and just do CG on a lot of the faces. And everything you see in that movie that's CG with the face movement, we did all of that practically. But because of the weight of it, it had to be gutted, which was a Are just you a serious? Hard you know? That's a budget breaker. That's insane when you hear that stuff. Yeah. That reminds me of um, they did the the thing prequel. And Mm -hmm. I watched because everyone complains it's terrible CG and they're not wrong. And I watched a documentary about it and all the special effects guys were like, we built it all. We did it practical. And then they studio and everyone decided let's just do it in CG. It'll be easier. And he's like, every gag you see that everyone's mad about, we had the real thing and (laughs) it would have been glorious. And it's just, it's so frustrating when you hear these behind the scenes things of what it takes to put that on the film. And you know, that is why I love. So, you know, right. You know, it's like you you can bring an actor on and they can tell you some of the behind the scenes, but I love when we bring on the guys in the trenches, the guys that are under the walk planks doing whatever they need to do for the effects that have, they're covered in sticky blood, probably more than some of the actors that are supposed to get bloody. They're just as covered as they are. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. To me too, like I, it just kudos to Spike Jones for actually wanting to do practical for that. And like, yeah, no, CG he, he is great that. in that movie. Yeah, like, yeah, God, I remember being like on the verge of tears seeing that movie in theaters. <laughs> well, yeah, we're all like it's real similar. Touchy. Yeah, we're all like similar age. So I grew up with that book. I mean, I, even my kids when they were younger, we had you know where the wild things are for them. Oh, yeah, I mean, staple it, of any kid. It, <laughs> You're not. It's a timeless. Not a real it, child. Honestly, it's a timeless kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the What's things I also got to ask you. Found an old highlight reel of yours 
on YouTube. <laughs> okay. And there is, is a a table saw, and there is a woman, <laughs> and she is vertical. And I need to know more. <laughs> Speaking of effects not going as they should have gone. Yeah. I want to preface this, though, with Nate saying, I have a question for him about that because he sent me that reel. And I went, I, as do I. And he goes, wait, do you know what? I was like, table saw? He's like, that one. Yeah, we're going to ask you about the table saw. I immediately was already like, yeah, I want to know more. Yeah, he's like, like, yeah. All right. <laughs> this is an old highlight reel. So you yeah. beat Terrifier to Saul to the Vagina. Oh, yeah. Way, way before. <laughs> You're way, way ahead of it. Way before. <laughs> and I got to say, what that was, was that for. I can't pretend that, that was, I know all of your work. So that was for uh, 2001 Maniacs Field of Screams, which was the sequel to the Robert England uh, 2001 Maniacs. Okay. So in, all in, right. in ours, Bill Mosley stepped in as the Robert England character. Um, and uh, the, uh, the crazy thing about it is it, that was one of the most, to this day, that's one of the most complicated effects that we've ever made. And it was one that I was most, most excited about for that film because I was like, wow, I haven't seen this done. And honestly, I don't know how the hell we're going to do it. But, right? like, you, yeah. you know, you once you gain a, a certain amount of experience and confidence, you just kind of like take a job knowing that you'll just figure it out. And right. with that, for instance, we, we had a real table saw with a 30 inch blade and we figured out, and we had a super short build timeline on that film too, but we figured out that, okay, what if we run a full female body, all silicone, but we cast tubing in a, along her entire body from head to toe, we cast tubing in um that, that goes into both sides of her body independently so if the body were in two halves split down the middle both sides could spray blood out so yes we, <laughs> we figured what we had to do was cut out a foam channel cut the whole channel of foam out from the middle of her body so it's basically all clear except in the middle is just her skin so the the saw blade could come up come up through the crotch first and split easily right through the entire body, all the way up through the head, both sides falling apart and spraying blood out of every part of them where they screwed up. And I'll tell you, I was there and it worked beautifully. We were like, Oh my God, this is every bit as good as we thought it would be this because is the game changer. This, I mean, this is a low budget movie, no time frame. Um, we had no time to test. I just built it. And I was like, we're just going to pray that this works. I, Yo. it, it's got to work. It's got to yeah. work, but could, there's, there's no way you can, uh, it would be a very expensive test. So no way yeah. in hell. Um, but, uh, so we do it looks great. And then we're like, okay, let's, let's see playback. And the, they put the damn camera up by her head and the blade is coming towards camera. So it's spinning towards camera. So all the blood is gallons of blood shooting right at the camera. <laughs> almost, almost instantly, the camera's covered in blood and you don't see hardly anything. No. And I'm like, idiots. <laughs> idiots. No. <laughs> I was just like, so I have to tell people how cool it looked. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, trust me, 
it was a game changer. Yeah, like, <laughs> on that you, day, you we made killing history. Film, but yeah, the, the whole glory of it is is lost. Yeah. I uh, just have one question, and I told Nate, I was like, I want to know how many times did you guys repeat the James Bond line? No, Mr. Bond, we don't expect you to talk. We expect you to die. Because that's what immediately you think the yeah, laser yeah, right, exactly. going between his legs. And then we watched this little clip, and I'm like, that's a table saw going through a chick's legs. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least once or twice that, that was mentioned, yes. That's all. That's all. That makes me happy. Good. That's all that matters. Um, Nate, what else you got, brother? Your film, your directorial debut with Strange Nature, do you have more in the pipeline? And also, I like that it reminded me of what trauma always does. It's, it's It has like a message when it comes to pollution and pesticides and um, mutating frogs, which I did not know was a real thing until looking up more yeah. about the movie's history. I was like, oh, shit. Minnesota has weird frogs. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm going to be the first one to expose this, damn it. You know? <laughs> and, and the real thing, what's, what's cool about it is it's uh, the, all the frogs in the movie are real. Like, cause we were oh, thinking, okay. I was wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. Cause we were like, originally when we were in pre-production was like, how the hell, like we know how to do a lot of different kinds of effects and puppets, but how are we going to do tiny little frogs that look realistic and can move right with all these extra limbs and different things. And then I was like, started thinking, I was like, well, wait a minute. It's a real thing. It's a real issue going on. Maybe we can get the real thing, you know? So I started reaching out to the scientific community and they actually end up being super cool and embrace us because they're like, thank God somebody's finally making a movie about this because they felt screwed over by the news media and the government for basically brushing the whole thing under the carpet. I mean, it right. felt like oh. the Simpsons, uh, Right, yeah, yeah. Blinky. Yeah, yeah. Blinky. Right, yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. So um what the one of the leading uh US ecologists that are still researching these cases in the US uh basically became our consultant and lined us up with the real live specimens. So we were raising nice. these like deformed frogs um for years. Wow. And would and would film them because I, I you know, this this was a passion project that took over a decade to make. So we Damn. would film pieces at a time like oh the frogs reach maturity i know what scenes are going to be shot with the frogs let's shoot inserts now because you never know um their life cycle is very fickle you don't know how long they're going to last they could be around right. for a couple months they might be there eight years you don't know for sure well that had to right. be hard to piece together a film like that when extreme you're doing you're working with uh, a child actor that's always like a no-no yeah and you're working with animals that's always exactly. no no Effects, you're, stunts. Yeah, I was gonna say you're the effects guy. Um, yeah. there's a lot of people in that movie too. <laughs> like, a lot of locations. It, it was, it was, that's yeah, a like, daunting it was, it was task the, for you. Totally, it was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. Nice, but, good. I, but I, like, <laughs> I, I, I was compelled. I had to, like, this had to be the one. I, right. like, I, I, I know I should have just written a movie about two guys in a room talking, but I just, I, that's not what came to me. You know, no, that's not going to have a woman falling down on a stick and having her like hand pierced. Yeah, exactly. Through. Tiffany Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, it makes sense why you and uh, Pierce got along so well, because Pierce's first movie out was I want giant crabs right? attacking a town and uh, I, I'm not just big crabs. I want horseshoe crabs, man sized crabs, then a kaiju sized crab. So exactly. I, you two fit so well together. And again, I'm going to tell our listeners, please go listen to our interview about 
uh, Pierce and Krabs, but I'm going to talk now because this ties good with Jim, is how Pierce got a hold of you. And it seems like Lloyd Kaufman has this magnet that attracts these type of people because Pierce's conversation was, I met him at a theater and we were the only two couples in there. He immediately invited Pierce to the office for the next day and gave him a tour around Troma Studios. And I'm just, I'm getting these flashbacks of like, holy crap, this, this guy's legit. Like if you keep getting multiple stories of the same thing, you're like, this is insane. But when he asked about the special effects, he goes, I got a guy and it's Jim contact this guy. So what I want to go back into that a little bit because Krabs is getting released here pretty soon. I think it's July or August somewhere around there. Yeah, in that in that, in that, right in that it, it's yep. it's we don't have a definitive. Pierce is supposed to let us know, but but it's coming what, soon. Yes. What was that first initial meeting with Pierce like? And then whenever what were your thoughts when he goes, "This is what I want you to do." <laughs> this goes right along with what Nate was talking about like when someone has an idea and the budget isn't always there, right. we got a little bit from Pierce's perspective, but how about from the special effects guy that went, <laughs> I have to do this now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, you have to be very careful what you say yes to. But when Pierce first reached out to me and he, he gave me just like the reader's digest pitch on the film, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like I really respect your, you're, you're going to try to do that as an independent film. Like I really respect the ambition. Um, and I was just like, let me, you know, honestly, like a, a good quarter of the people that come to you are, you know, jokers. They're never going to get their thing made in a million years. It's They're an aim for the star type yeah, people. And it's, so or, you got to yeah. have to be careful about who you waste your time with because yeah. I mean, do I mean it's just reading a feature length script is um people don't understand young filmmakers they want everybody to read their script you don't understand that's a massive commitment of time to really sit down and read 90 to 120 pages and and really like pay attention to it and digest it that's a big ask see what the vision is yeah and and if this isn't a real thing you've wasted a colossal amount of somebody's time so valuable uh, time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Super valuable time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well I was like, Lloyd referred you and you seem cool. And I like the I like the pitch, uh, you know, send me the script. And, and I look over the script and I'm just like, holy crap. I was like, this is a really good script. And <laughs> nobody makes movies like this anymore. I mean, you're talking gremlins meets aliens meets Godzilla. Nobody makes those movies anymore. I was just like, this is like, you know, Gremlins was like my favorite movie as a kid. This is like somebody of my generation getting to work on something like that. I was like, holy crap, we we have to make a deal. We have to make a deal. So yeah. I, I, I do an effects breakdown. Uh, we go back and forth on the budget. And it was like, okay, with what you have, we we can just barely make this work. And, but on my end, it just as a fan. And I, I was like, I, I had a good feeling about him. I was like, this is going to be really something special. Uh, oh, the right. moment that trailer dropped, we were yeah. all freaking out. Right? Podcast network. We're like, and oh that's exactly what I it would be. Like, you know? we were just yeah. like that oh, girl's uh, eyeball dangling out. Like, yeah. was like <laughs> yes. This is what we want to see. <laughs> Nate's selling it, but literally we have one of our guys send us the trailer, our buddy Pete. And 
he goes, watch this. And we all watched it. And I, I, I tell you, 20 minutes later, we are IMDBing everyone involved. We are sending in messages. I instantly to sent Pierce a message like, <laughs> hey. It was instantaneous. But, and you know, we're small. We're not a huge podcast or anything like that, but yeah. we love the independent movies. And to get, get Pierce to respond to us. And then, you know, to, you know, he's willing to talk to us. And then now we've got you on here. I mean, it's just what you were talking about where you're watching these things and it's like, no one does this. That's why this show is called, you know, give me back my horror movies. We want people to make movies like the ones we grew up with. You know, right. we're all sitting here similar age. We all grew up around the same time period. You know, we watched all those movies and we loved them. And now we're watching them get destroyed in reboots and remakes and cgi yeah. to death and everything so when i saw the i've seen crabs so pierce sent us right. over a screener so I, yeah i gotta wait a, till it comes out i'm still Nate is in though. for a treat and a yeah. half i thought it was, it was why, be for july weekend so this past weekend i was like oh man maybe crabs is on apple tv now i was like nope not yet a little longer a little longer but that's all right i finally got to watch, sit down and watch x that was worth my time when <laughs> when this movie comes out and everyone goes and watches it you'll understand what jim's talking about and pierce was talking about about someone had this crazy idea i wish we could spoil a little bit more but i really try not to spoil the movie at all um of reading what i watched on paper and you being like holy shit this yeah. this sounds i can see why you jumped on i i get the lloyd angle of it really Right. sealed it for you but yeah. to if you didn't know lloyd if it wasn't involving lloyd you probably still would have read that script going please god let this be real please right. god let exactly. them be serious about <laughs> this. this not just be some pipe dream like oh oh you're really planning on making this oh okay we've got two months to build 25 mutant horseshoe crabs and five giant creature suits and a bunch so of kills. awesome sure sure yep yep we got it <laughs> you know? he, he's kind of underselling it right there too it, there's, yeah, I, I no, feel like it, there's a lot more yeah, that no, went it into this but it was a massive amount of work um it was. but but it, it was just it was so cool and like you said like uh, these things don't happen very often so like our whole our whole effects crew was just like giddy about it like everybody was into it Super yeah. cool vibes. Everybody, yeah, being on set for it, everything was great. That's um, awesome. And and you know, and P and filmmakers like Pierce, you know, that that is the hope for the future. And luckily, I'm I, we're getting in more and more young filmmakers, guys in their twenties, um, that want all practical. So it's like, yeah. okay, good. You haven't been tainted by like a, a like a crappy CG upbringing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I well, think it, was, it all comes down ahead. to that nostalgic. Uh, Thing, like phase that we're in right now i mean even like right. the latest season of stranger things like yeah exactly Ekna being pretty much nothing but practical effects like i haven't uh, seen I the mean, last two episodes nate so you shut up you know who Vecna any... is i know who Vecna <laughs> is but i don't want you slipping anything i'm not i'm not, I'm not done anything. yet yeah i have uh, a couple be real yeah. <laughs> but no you're right and it was but not that I'm trying to like rehash that whole thing, but you're the special effects guy. One of the things that Pierce brought up was he was like, I wanted all practical effect. I wanted miniature sets. And when he started talking about the budget to go back to what used to be cheaper right. to do versus CGI when it came out has now flipped yep. where 
CGI is basically dirt cheap, depending on how how in depth you want it to be, yeah. how involved. But he, you know, he was talking like the miniature set they were wanting to build for the finale was like a million dollars or something like that. And you're saying yeah, you know, no, it's massive. It's yeah. Well, it's just, it's a massive amount of handcrafted work with a ton yeah. of people. And yeah, that's going to get destroyed and you have one take to get it. Yeah. If you, you want to do it right. It. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's, that's the other I, issue. <laughs> yeah, I grew up watching power Rangers. I know what happens to those little towns and cities <laughs> around. They always blow up. You do but the so, shot, and there's like a gripper in the background of coffee, like, uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, and to not not to trash uh, CG either, because um, uh, I helped bring in Kevin Van Hook, who's uh, like an, an amazing uh, VFX artist, and definitely he, he helped a lot. Like, there's a lot of scenes where there's like little enhancements and a lot oh, of yeah. stuff with the, with the big kaiju battle at you, the end. You that need it. You, uh, do, you, you need needed it. And, and we were, I felt really successful in being able to integrate those worlds. Hundred percent, man, and that's why I just like we said, it wasn't we weren't running this as a crabs promotion, even though the movie is coming out, and I'm sure you want it to do well, and everyone wants it to do well. But I love that kind of parallel where we get one side of the story, and then again, you get the guy that was really in the trenches making all this blue blood happen, and yes, blue blood, uh, which is amazing. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm so excited for everyone to see it when it comes out, but um. Nate, you got anything else? Yeah, I've got at least two more. How's that sound? Two more. Two more. Okay. Do you have anything else? Because, like, Strange Nature is a lot of fun, and I don't want to, like, get away from, like, your own personal work. Like, do you have anything else in the pipeline or, like, some ideas in that head that are spinning? Tons of stuff. Good. I have a couple TV shows that I'm pitching. Um, There's one that we had sold to Sci-Fi a couple years ago, so... There's there's a few things going on. There, there's a there's a feature that I possibly might be attached to to direct in the UK, maybe Scotland. So oh, there's you know, that's yeah that involves a lot of creature effects and cool stuff. So there's uh, there's all kinds of stuff in the pipeline. But it's it's one of those things where the that whole world you know it 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 really all comes down to finance. Where this thing can get greenlit tomorrow or it might be four more years. You right. just you just don't know you and like you just move on and keep you keep throwing it out there and see what sticks you know now shotgun blast that and just see what hits yeah so then like when something like if scotland happens and like you own your own studio so like you know you have people under you yeah like is it then like all right here's how much it's going to cost for my whole crew to come with me like how's that all work out yeah i mean it kind of depends like you know different states and countries have like parameters as far as production goes where they may allow you to bring two people or four right. people or one person and everybody else has to be a local. So it's, oh, okay. it's kind of like yeah. a case by case basis, you know, well, you, you, get, you get into issues. Yeah, I was going to say you get into issues with like work visas. You get into a lot of, yeah, all you know, that, that you get a lot of red tape. Exactly. We've talked about red tape on other things. COVID so, has I, not made anything any easier as well. No, you know? no, no, totally. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way um, to two different features in North Carolina and uh, between July and August. And both of them can't really allow any extra people. One, we've got two people and one, it'll just be me 
and then a, and then a couple local people there. So it's it's you know sometimes you'll be you, kind of close to me. I'm in Virginia, so you're gonna be neighboring me for a little bit. Okay, all right. I'll see if you uh, come up for a set visit. You know, there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, don't tease, don't tease me, Jim. <laughs> Cover Charlie and all the guts. Yeah, there you go. All the guts. I'll do it. All the leftover guts. Just throw them on him. Look, all I say is I, I've watched. I love watching special effects. It's it's always been a passion of mine since I was a kid. But like you said, on the East Coast, we ain't got shit over here. It's not like I can go intern somewhere. So I've always had that passion yeah. of it. But I love watching videos. But I've realized in in my years, I'm like I can't do live casts. I'm claustrophobic as all get out, and yeah. I, you can't. I don't even want to face live cast like i think i would freak out <laughs> right, um, right. and so i'm like i you know put the prosthetic on me make blood pop out of me i don't care any of that is fine just if you want to blow me up you're going to find someone that looks like me like you right. said and <laughs> you're just going to copy that head, but no, <laughs> it's, no. I mean, it's, it's good it's good that you know that about yourself because a lot of a lot of people just assume that they can handle it and like we've had some pro wrestlers that um in lately that we've wor been working with and, and they, they, they have a hard time. They got a real yeah. hard time. Um, kind of like not going into panic mode under yeah. that, you know? So, oh yeah, I, I've had it since I was a kid. So I was well aware, but when you see it and you see, all you see is the breathing straws coming out of their nose <laughs> and everything. Cause your mouth has to be molded on some. Yeah. Everything's your sealed. Your, your, your ears are cut off. Your everything. Yeah. You start thinking, what if I have a cold that day? What if I have a stuffy nose? You know, I'm going to die in a yeah. life cast. It's a dead exactly. cast now, Jim. Everybody Thanks, has Jim. a different reaction. Uh, <laughs> some people have to be stoned. Some people have to be drunk. I mean, it's just, it's across the board. Knock <laughs> my yeah. ass out. I'm Mr. Yeah, exactly. T if you want Mr. me to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then like the, the little girl, the little girl in my movie, um, Chalet, that had the deformed, yeah. the, defor the facial deformity, she came in and did a life caster at like eight years old. Told, like biggest pro ever. Awesome. Just, just chilled the whole time. It was like, you're not, you're not guilting me into this, Jim. I don't care if you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. eight or whatever. <laughs> eight eight girl could do it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a bitch. <laughs> nope. I'm a bitch. I'm not doing it. The prospects that you put on even uh, David Matney, who was yeah. you know, a Boba Fett, like that guy's a, He's got a stature to him. Yeah, he's you know giant. He's almost seven feet. It's crazy. And then had Man. to do that tumble off the porch with yeah. fighting a mutant wolf. And yeah, it was, it was <laughs> and then the DP was like, oh, uh, you know, I was like, here, set up the second camera so we can get a couple different angles. He's like, well, can we? Can he just do it again? And we'll shoot. And I'm like, hell no! It's a it's a 450 pound guy tumbling yeah, off of a. I don't you know, want this porch. guy. <laughs> well, I'm not we, gonna ask this guy to do it twice. You know, we're big dudes. We don't get up that easy, man. I'm six yeah, four, exactly. 300 pounds. You knock me down, I need a minute. You right. Know, that's exactly. All. Exactly. You get like you two take a man's nice. knees out. <laughs> <laughs> right, totally. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, Nate. What else you got, brother? Well, I, I think I'm at my last one. Or, or, okay, well, before we you cool do your this? last one, yeah. um, I don't want to put this in the outtakes. This happened before I hit the record button, so I, I'm just going to set it up now. Nate noticed something behind Jim. Oh, okay. That I'm looking at scribbles, and <laughs> this is kind of going to be reenactment, but Nate, I need you, to, you and Jim to do this again because I'm watching this originally going <laughs> – are you freaking kidding me? I haven't hit the record button yet. These two are fanboying to death over here. Well, so proceed, Nate. Nobody's ever, nobody has ever caught this, by the way. Oh, so this is awesome. 
The reason I caught it was he has a lyric sheet for a band that I absolutely love off with their heads. And the lyric sheet is don't make me go. When I saw off with their heads play in Dayton, they were selling lyric sheets for various songs. And so when I was looking, I was like, all right, I just watched the movie off with their heads was the opening song, like opening band for the movie. And I was like, that's gotta be it. And sure as shit. It is, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. I saw off, off of their heads, one of my favorite bands too. And I saw them play live here in LA, like, like a year before we started making the movie. And I approached the lead singer, Ryan Young. Um, and he was like, hell yeah, man, I would love to have that song in the movie. And, Oh, it's about mutant animals. And he's from Minnesota too. So I was like, Oh hell yeah. It's like, keep it all in the family. And he, he, he connected me with epitaph records and we worked out a deal where we could make it happen. It was pretty so awesome. awesome. You know? um, um, I need, I need to give context though. I'm looking at the same picture. Nate is, and, and I see scribbles. It's, it's literally scribbles in <laughs> an eye exam. And I see an O an M a G and that's all I, I get out of it. And Nate's over here going, I don't know what that lyric sheet is. And it's this. Look, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. You know, there are some bands that like hit you at the right moment. That album yeah. in Desolation came out in 2010. Yeah. And it was like, this is me. Like, thank you. And like, as they get older, it's like, it just kind of follows me. You know, no, like as not. the new albums come out and stuff, it's like, no, now like I am now hit that chapter of my early 30s. Ryan has already experienced this. Now it's, it's, I'm feeling what he's feeling kind of thing. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, I, on a, on a kind of a completely crazy side note, I was supposed to direct a music video for them. I was commissioned uh, by them and Epitaph to direct a music video for their new album that the, the, yeah, the last album that came out. And yeah, and we were prepping it. We had some really crazy effects in it and everything it was, we we're going to shoot it all at my effects studio. And as we were building that I don't know if you heard about what happened with the band and uh, yeah I, I heard yeah, about that all Terrible that all bit. that went down they had this horrible tragedy up in Canada and it all it all fell apart and just oh, that's yeah sad. so because we were gonna there was gonna be some gory things happening in the in the video oh, too and then it was a very weird bad timing time like yeah. that so it just it all kind of dissolved unfortunately but uh, we're, we're hoping that we can work together on something in the future you've yeah, got that connection sure. so even if things fall apart. As exactly. long as it was, as long as it was no one's fault, you know, like someone's right. pointing. Exactly. It was a crazy, yeah. tiny, crazy accident. Um, yeah. When I yeah. saw them in Dayton, I uh, drank too much and then passed out outside of a Waffle House. I didn't get to eat my Waffle House that night. Also, <laughs> it wasn't Taco story. Bell this time. It wasn't time, Taco right? Bell. Like yeah. me and a uh, buddy went out. Right? Yeah. The girl I was dating at the time was upset that I decided to go to the punk rock show instead of being with her that night, even though she told me I could go. So there's a reason why she's an ex. She was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And that's, you know, and that's very punk rock of you to take the show over the girl, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. One, one more thing before Nate does his final thing. And we, we uh, thank Jim for being here is they also started another conversation. Jim has, this will already have happened by everyone time. Everyone hears this, but he's going to an event tonight. Yeah. And Nate fanboyed again because of who this event is for or is doing it yeah, are so. you allowed to say who you're gonna go see in a minute oh yeah yeah totally okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, nate go ahead and do this one again all I'm, right I'm just, man i'm reenacting well, what, what happened event are you going to go to tonight jim so tonight is the um is the first big art solo show for um jay weinberg the drummer for slipknot 
And uh, so I'm going to go out, support them. Um, we've been making their masks for the last three years, there three, four That's years. So awesome. So off the <laughs> so whole last album cycle, we've done a lot of work with Jay. We just made him a new one um, that we collaborated heavily with him. Super cool guy. We love those guys. Um, we really have a great time working with them. We got to know them really well. So um, anything they're into, we're we're in full support of. That's so sweet. Because like for me, it's a little seventh grade Nate getting yeah, introduced yeah. <laughs> into metal and like i mean everyone's gateway band is either metallica or slipknot and mine, <laughs> right, <both>. right. <laughs> yeah. mine, mine was metallica yeah i, like, I can't can confirm heard... that theory yeah <laughs> when kill them all when a buddy put that in the tape deck i went oh so now this is what i like and another buddy his older brother had that first slipknot album and went oh well we'll check this out we're not supposed to listen to this and it was like oh now <laughs> now it's really fast and angry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly There's definitely an evolution there and then uh -huh. like I, I had i was like weinberg his dad's the drummer in the bruce springsteen band because i'm a huge springsteen fan so yeah, my, yeah. max weinberg yep yep it's all, just right. all around nerding out for me and music so everyone got their caught there everyone's caught up now to what i experienced before <laughs> i gotta remember yeah. to just hit the red button when i start this thing so all right guys uh nate has one more question it's his patented end of the interview question and jim i'm just gonna go ahead and apologize now so <laughs> nate hit us with your final question all right jim this is the most serious question you will ever receive in your entire career all right shrek one or shrek two i gotta go shrek one i'm a purist oh oh, oh our first right. shrek one we have a shrek one yep. explain yourself <laughs> that, it just it, it it hit me and it was fresh and uh yeah it's uh i have it's been a long time since i've seen either one but um yeah, they're both great but i just uh i'm i i think that the first one has that special place in my heart shrek was... one may not have tom waits in it but i'll allow it <laughs> <laughs> and jim don't bother asking i don't know where he came up with this question it, he asked it the very first interview we I ever did say oh, whatever is interview... your standard question every... yeah this is how i end everyone i, I want to say what it was is i had just watched shrek one and two like probably well, was and the thing is, I, it may and maybe it may be like awful now maybe i mean like if oh, i go back to back no. like one like, and two hold up so well they're okay, like a queen right. album where like you listen to it go oh wow that's still really good <laughs> okay so like i remember a few years ago um we uh we saw we saw all the original star wars films in the theater oh, and yeah. and it was like yes you know it was like my biggest thing growing up and and I hadn't seen Return of the Jedi in probably at least 25 years. And I was just like, huh. I was like, <laughs> some this, I was like, some of this is kind of bad. I was like, I, I remember this being like the greatest thing ever, but some of it's kind of bad. I was like, damn, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've been going through the entire saga. So one, two clone wars and then doing like rebel like everything in order oh, that's nice. on disney plus and like just got through a new hope and i haven't seen that in you know five years or something like yeah. that it's one of those like watch it a lot as a kid and as an adult you kind of just you get slowed down from things and like rewatching yeah. i'm like man this movie is a little bit slower than i remember <laughs> right yeah like you just get that adult friends like i still love it but like oh. well, the, well the thing is we're, we're looking through different eyes now like attention spans were a completely different world yeah yeah. back then 
So we had no internet back then. When we yeah. watched a movie, it was an event kind of it thing. It was you know, it's normal. Like, we sat down and watched it. We weren't scrolling our phones. We were. If you wanted to play Nintendo or watch a movie, we couldn't do both at the same time unless we were the rich kids with two TVs. Oh hell you know? no! So it, yeah. that wasn't you happening. Watched a movie, you know? Right. And you were there to, and you were our, you were a participant in it, and you were along for the ride. Whereas now we kind of just want to get. We want to get to the chase like right away. Like take for instance, like a film like Cujo never in a million years would be made now no. um, because you would never have an, a genre film with that much character buildup before no. you get to How the killer much? dog. You know, yeah, there's a whole plot line with the husband and wife. The, the thing, you know, and that's, and that's what makes yeah. you care about those characters, but we wouldn't give a damn about that. Now they would just try to get, to like the fun part as fast as possible. And to me, that's and the worst makes- part is I haven't watched that movie in so long. Friends of ours just covered it on their show and they're running through it. And I'm going, I totally forgot about the mother and the dad oh, and everything. Yeah, I remember whole- the dog. Yeah. But that's been that long since I sat there and watched it that right. my brain just like Return of the Jedi. I remember, oh yeah, Job of the Hunt and Boba Fett and all nah, this other see, stuff. It's and all about like, Max Rebo, sir. We love Max Rebo here. But, uh, <laughs> But I also treat all three movies as one movie. You start at yeah. one, you end at right. return. That, yeah. That's how it yeah. works. There is no which one's better. They're all one movie. I don't care. Exactly. I'm forever <laughs> team Ewoks. Someone in our Facebook group said that uh, Jar Jar was better than Ewoks. And I was like, no. Like, that's, just, that's a no. <laughs> that's like that's wrong on every level. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. better than Jar Jar. You heard it here, folks. All right. Well, Jim, we don't we appreciate you coming on here. We don't want to tie up any yeah, time. Go hang out with Slipknot, man. Yeah, right. You <laughs> yeah, know, I gotta go party with those guys tonight. I'll yeah, catch I mean, later, you know. up some honored, new masks, though. you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean Yeah, exactly. Maybe name drop us. I don't know. I don't think it'll do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh but anyway, like I was on a horror podcast. You don't have to say the name or anything like that. But yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, thank you for coming on. And everyone, please, I mean, go IMDB Jim, and you will be blown away by the list of movies he yeah. has been involved with, has worked on. But above all, go check out his movie, his personal project, Strange Nature. Spend five and bucks on Amazon. I never exactly. want you to buy money for spend money on Amazon, but just That's do on- it. Yeah, and even if you, and even if you, if you're totally broke and you don't mind commercials, you can even see it on Tubi. So yeah, yeah, we love Tubi. Tubi yeah. is a huge thing for us doing movie podcasts. Oh, like, yeah. Where the hell is yep. this movie? Exactly. Tubi to the rescue! <laughs> totally. Yep. Um, but uh, and as you guys will follow us, we will keep everyone updated on Crabs. Pierce keeps us fairly up to date on when releases are happening. We also follow everyone on the Instagram. Jim, do you have any of you want to promote anything you have on your social yeah, media? Give us your sites and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that. definitely. Um, our Instagram is at OjulaFX, and I've got a lot of crazy stuff on there. And uh, a lot of the cool behind the scenes of Strange Nature is at Strange Nature Movie on IG. And um, and then we also have an Ojula Productions Facebook page too with all, awesome. all kinds of uh, the cool projects we're working on. And if anybody's at Comic-Con this year coming up in a couple weeks, we've got a special walk-around creature that we're making for it that's oh. going to be promoting something <laughs> promoting something very big coming out soon. So that's going to be a Comic-Con. We're in the middle of making it right now, and it's killer. That's so. fantastic. Cannot wait that. to see that then. <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, being on the East Coast, I don't think I'll make it out there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll show some pictures anyway. It's a bucket yeah. list thing for me. That and Star Wars celebration. I want that. You know, I was like, I have zero desire to go to California, but I want to go to Comic Con at least once to say you, I've done. Everybody it. You know should. I mean, ju- seriously, just for the people watching, it's incredible. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I can see most of these other guys at other shows. Right. I want to go see the people. You know, exactly. it's 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 a it's a community. You know, it's like going to uh, Moss Eisley. We'll just say it. You know, yeah, you, totally, you yeah. never know what uh, <laughs> crime and villainy you're going to find there. Right. But absolutely. again, Jim, thank you so much thank for spending so time much, with dude. us tonight. And uh, everybody, please check out all his work. Uh, again, Crabs, Strange Nature. And Jim, thank you again Great. so much. Thank you, guys. Much Thank you, bud. All right. Awesome. Take care. Dude, I, I love that interview, man. That That was amazing. Uh, I got, feel like we're getting pretty good at these things. I think so. Also, uh, you know, you're still still going for that Shrek question. Always. Every time. I cannot wait to keep asking people Shrek 1 or Shrek 2 forever until I die. Yeah, but uh, that means I'll never not at have Con, to. I'm just going to ask random people Shrek 1 or Shrek 2. I think you should. That'd be awesome. We'll get Shrek. like a white shirt and we'll just write Shrek 1 on the front, Shrek 2 on the back. And we'll just give people a Sharpie. Oh, you could be a walking pole. Exactly. Seth's going to lose his mind. <laughs> he, he may chase you around the show screaming copyright infringement. I'm not well, 100% sure. We'll do what we got to do. <laughs> It'll be fine. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for checking out the interview, guys. Yes. I think I think we pretty much said what we needed to say in the interview Please right there. follow Jim on Instagram, O-J-A-L-A-F-X. And he also has O-J-A-L-A-V-I-S-I-O-N, Ojala Vision, just so you can see everything that this man's up to. You even got Strange Nature movie that you can follow, so you can see some of the behind the scenes of his own movie that he made. He's also been sharing the uh, Slipknot masks that he had made that we talk about in in the interview right there. Yeah, uh, as soon as the new Slipknot single had came out, he was instantly sharing uh, the masks that he had made. Yep. So amazing stuff that we, it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun just getting those little inside things and how two little metal punk rockers can bond so quickly in the matter of like 10 minutes on that episode. It's incredible. What can happen? Just say dancing. Nate, just like he immediately perks up. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> where? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so don't forget, you can find us over on all of the social media sites with Give Me Back My Action and Horror Movies. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and we are announcing right now we will be going live on YouTube August 6th. Why August 6th, you say? Nate, why are we doing it August 6th? Because August 5th, Prey, the Predator prequel comes out. And we're going to watch it that night and then instantly talk about it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, doing a live stream, breaking down this movie and what we thought. You're going to get a full episode live with us. You'll get to see our nerve caves and our beautiful faces. And I am excited and nervous. It's not that bad, man. It's not that bad. It's fun. I'm not going to know what to do with my hands. Just don't let them We've already talked about this. Face. We already have. We've already talked about that. No. And also with us starting the YouTube channel, we will be uploading ep- our episodes to it. So if you're if you prefer to listen to your podcast through YouTube, that will be another option for you. 
Um, you'd be able to comment directly on some of the episodes. And again, we, we won't be doing live streams all the time. It's not going to be like our new format. It's going to be for hopefully more interviews where we feel like we should have everyone being able to see what's going on and just some, maybe we might do a handful of live streams where we just talk, have an open kind of conversation. Yeah, we're discussing doing just like casual talk, not yeah. maybe reviewing a movie, but this is an, another way of us to be able to interact with you. And that's what I'm excited about is if you want to join in on the conversation right there and ask us anything, yep, we, we can answer. It's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. It, and as you've heard me say, I do the live stream with the action elite. It's a ton of fun. They have the live chat so people can comment. We can actually pull the comments up and put them up on the live stream. So other people can read them as it goes onto the video. So we're trying something new. We got to move with the tides of social media and they're pushing video really, really hard now. So we'll see how it works out for us, but yeah, August 6th, 10 a.m. Eastern standard time. We are going to review pray. So pray. It's good. Nate. What's a good <laughs> word, Bubba? Charlie, you son of a bitch. Now let's talk about how I get back home.